0: Hey, what's going on Who that nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. And on this edition of the State of the Saints podcast, we're going to be talking about Saints right tackle Ryan Ramchick. And uh, as you all know, that Ryan Ramchick has received a five-year extension Five years, $96 million with $60 million guaranteed. So with this, Ryan Ramchek becomes the highest paid right tackle in all of football. Uh, look, <laughs> I'm going to just go ahead and get right to it. Um, Ryan rapcheck to me, is the best player on the New Orleans Saints team. Y'all, y'all heard me say this on so many different occasions. Uh, he's one of my favorite players on the team. You know, it's, he plays a position that a lot of people don't pay that much attention to. You know, when you think about the offensive line, you only really talk about them when they're doing something bad. Ryan Ramchick is not only, in my opinion, the best player in the NFL, uh, you know, not I mean, on, on the New Orleans Saints, but one of the best right tackles in the NFL. I think he is the best right tackle in the NFL. That I mean that's just the way that I feel I I feel about him. Uh, he's a guy that is so consistent. I want y'all to understand this. Ryan Ramchek is so consistent that nobody pays attention to his success. That's how good this guy is. This guy should be an all-pro every single year. This guy should get Pro Bowl mentions every single year, but he doesn't because he does his job so well. I want to put this into the context. This dude had 1,039 snaps last season and he only allowed two sacks it's his entire career this dude has had at least over 4,000 snaps at least and he's only allowed 12 sacks I seen somebody say today that it was it, they wasted their money I'm like what the hell are you smoking Ryan Ramcheck, if anybody deserves to get paid Y'all heard me say this on so many occasions. Somebody asked me this the other day. They asked me, they said, who deserves to get paid first? And I said, Ryan Ramchick. Because this dude has been the the, the epitome of consistent at his position. And anybody that feels like the Saints wasted their money, you're insane. You're absolutely insane. This, to me, is the biggest no-brainer since 2 plus 2 is 4. Like, it's like paying this dude and then let's try to see if we can get everybody else paid. This dude deserves his money. He deserves to be the highest paid right tackle in football. And the dude is at his position, the mo- one of the most important players on the team. I remember last season, um, I think he ended up getting hurt. I think he ended up getting concussed and they had to leave the game. And they had to put Greenwich in the game. You know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about this dude was out there getting absolutely ran over i mean it was to a point where the saints could no longer run on the right side that shows you how important ryan Ramchek is to this team this dude deserves his money congratulations to him i ain't got no problem with it let's just go ahead and move on then you have some people that was talking about this, the, the the cap the cap oh paying this dude it, it uh it exhausts the cap uh i need you to to know what the salary cap actually is by extending Ryan Ramcheck, this actually frees up more money for the New Orleans Saints. So now this freed up about 5.5 million dollars for the New Orleans Saints. So that means that they can actually bring somebody in that can contribute to the team this season. And then it's going to uh then it's going to change even more once you sign guys like Marcus Williams uh and Marshawn and Lattimore, guys like that. So anybody that's thinking that this is a bad move, I need you to understand what the heck a salary cap actually is and how it works i'm not the biggest salary cap whiz i ain't gonna lie to you um i would prefer to have somebody on the show that knows a little bit more about salary cap than me but i know for a fact that when you sign some of these guys in these extensions it, it frees up some money you know that, that's that's just the way that it is but ryan Ramtek deserves every penny of his money won't get a won't get no type of backlash from me um, if somebody think that I was about to get behind this mic and start yelling and screaming and talking about, oh man, what are they doing? Uh, you're wasting your time. Okay, this to me is the biggest no brainer since the Saints having to resign Drew Brees, uh, back in the day around 2010. So that's that's the way I feel about Ram Ryan check. I ain't want to waste nobody time. I'm just I just wanted to make sure that I got right into it. Uh, but thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, if you're enjoying the State of the Saints podcast, go ahead and give your boy a thumbs up. Go ahead and let everybody know how much you like the show. Uh, special thank you to all those that have became uh, supporters of the State of the Saints podcast. If you want to become a supporter of the State of the Saints podcast on YouTube as well as Facebook, uh, there's an option on both pages. There's a joint link that you can go to where you can become a monthly subscriber of the State of the Saints podcast and uh, thank you to all those people that donate to the State of Saints podcast. Uh, if you want to donate, uh, you can donate through Super Chats um, on this episode. All right, but let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, let's start with Jerry. Jerry says, Ryan Ramcheck is worth every single penny. I absolutely agree with that. Um, th- There's some guys that you wonder and you have to guess and be like, uh, should he get paid, shouldn't he? This is not one of those cases. I want people to understand this, and I'm going to pro football focus. Ryan Ramchick came into the league in 2017, okay? In 2017, he had 1,038 snaps, okay? Uh, And he allowed three sacks, okay? In 2018, I'm looking at these stats right now. I apologize. It's loading up really slow. 2018, he had 996 snaps, and he allowed four sacks, all right? That's a lot of snaps. In 2019, he had 1,058 snaps and allowed one sack. And last year, he he uh had 1,038 snaps and he allowed two sacks. So that's a total of 12 sacks over his entire career. And he's uh, had over almost 4,000 snaps, if not 4,000 snaps. So anybody that thinks that this man don't deserve his money, I, once again, what the hell are you smoking? Kirkland says money well spent. Jeremiah says Malcolm uh Herbert uh, Marshall uh, Nelson, Antonio Robinson, jr, uh Carpenter Michael Greeley, okay I guess he's just giving out some names there time to extend Williams and sign Nelson. yeah, I think uh I want to say Williams probably gonna be next because I feel like it's gonna be a little bit of some some negotiating to get. Uh, you know, Marshawn Lattimore. So I'm assuming that Marcus Williams most likely is going to be uh, next. Edward says, brick wall ram check. I agree with that. This is literally the best news we could have received as Saints fan, best player on the team. It, to me, he is. He is the best player on the team to me. I've said this so many times. and Like I said, it's the offensive line position. So we don't pay that much attention to them unless they're doing something bad. That's the reason why uh everybody's favorite offensive lineman is andrews pete because we critique everything that he does right but when it comes to ryan Ramcheck, nobody pays attention to him and it's all for good reasons this dude is so good that nobody pays attention to him not even in nfl like that's incredible this dude stay getting snubbed because he's so good you know like that that's man that's it that's unbelievable a person so good at their job that nobody pays attention to him you know what i'm saying he's he's like water, right? He's like water in a faucet. Like you just automatically turn the, the uh, faucet on. You just automatically just think water going to run out. You turn the water off and you don't even think twice about it. You know what I'm saying? When you're washing your hands or you're taking a, you know, uh, or you're taking a, a shower or something like that, or taking a bath, but go up in there one day and turn that faucet on and the water don't come out. You'll be like, man, where the water at? You know what I'm saying? That's kind of like what Ryan Ramcheck is. Nobody pays attention to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, at all, you know what I'm saying? They, they just expect for him to be there all the time, and he is. So, once again, anybody got a problem with Ryan Ramtek getting paid? Ah, might want to uh, change the way you look at football. uh Let's see, da Thank you very much for being a supporter. Says what's good, fam. TJ, what's going on with you, man? Chemo says who that? TJ and family. What's going on, Chemo? Robert says yes, sir. Anna says, "Yes, he's worth every penny." What up, TJ? Who that fam? What's going on, Anna? Larry says, "How you doing, TJ? I'm doing just fine, man. I had a a really good day. Um, really exciting news today. Uh, today I became a member of the South Carolina Broadcasting Association. Yes, that's right. I'm officially a member of the media. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Um, you know, I got my media uh, broadcasting association license today." Um, It's been a long journey, man. I started doing broadcasting back in 2011. And some of you probably heard this story before, but man, I started doing broadcasting out of my closet, man, just to keep out the noise and just buying all type of cheap equipment that I can afford at the time from places like Guitar Center or Radio Shack at the time. You know, and, and, you know, it was just nothing but a dream. And I had like so many people, you know, that, always used to ask me about, you know, monetary gain, how much you getting paid to do this. And, you know, just made it seem like my dream was like not important uh, because I wasn't making money, but I just seen the vision of what I actually wanted. And 10 years later, um, I can probably say that um, I'm a member of the South Carolina Broadcasting Association. And I have one of the top five saints podcasts in the world. Uh, So man, that's a blessing. I'm extremely excited about that. Uh, I was extremely emotional today about that because I think about all of the things that, you know, that transpired in order for me to get to this point. So I want to say thank you to everybody that, uh, you know, congratulated me on that. And I'm extremely excited about being uh, a member of the Broadcasting Association. So thank you all so much. I'm going to stroll down a little bit. Uh, Let's see. Let's start with I still go with Larry larry says yes he do yeah he definitely does deserve his money Kimo, giving a shout out to pammy jeremiah says what up bro how are you uh you know my birthday is on friday i'm about to turn dirty 30 and i'm getting a little bit old though i love your show okay i appreciate that jeremiah and uh you know it, it that that 30th birthday is always important man you know i i always think about You know, when I turned 30 years old, you know, at the time, you know, I used to have dreadlocks back in the day. And I remember cutting them off two days before my birthday, you know, to symbolize that change. And, you know, when you start to get 30, that's when you really, really start to put things into perspective. Uh, If you're not married or have children, you really start thinking about that and other like different priorities in your life. So it's a very important birthday, man. And uh, I hope you enjoy it, man uh dad christopher connor says this show always makes my day uh, when i'm long hauling and i'm on my way home to corpus christi but i was in mount Olive, of north carolina last week picking up uh pickles in minneapolis uh well uh dad christopher connor uh you know be careful on that road man you know and i appreciate you uh being a part of the state of saints podcast uh man Shouts out to corpus christi rest in peace to selena you know what i'm saying i know selena was uh you know, from that area. Well, not from that area, but she lived in that area most of her life. And I know she was really important to that area. So rest in peace to Selena and uh, be careful on that road, man. Uh, Ricky says, uh, Ram uh, got his well-deserved payday, best right tackle in the league. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Hands down. Uh, Jeremiah says, what about Marcus Williams? Uh, signed franchise tag and extension for our team. That mean he going to get paid, Jeremiah. They just want to make sure he don't go out there and uh, get signed by anybody else him getting a contract extension tells me that the saints want to sign him back and they will uh giving a shout out to jerry poor is anna uh clifton says uh who that t dirty say what up tj jones the host how you doing that t dirty appreciate you for being here uh slim south says who that ram deserves the bag i agree i agree with that you know i was gonna say andrews pete sorry cut some of his money uh, well, I don't, you know, me personally, um, I want to see what Andrews P does in this type of offense. I think that the Saints going to run the ball a little bit more, which is going to pay, uh, going to play into the strength. So Pete soft, I think he could get a little bit more aggressive. I'm not going to argue with that. His new name, uh, last, uh, his new last name is Ram check now. Yeah. <laughs> I heard Cam Jordan say something like that today. But, yeah, that's clever. And I'm pretty sure that's probably going to be on the front page of the times or the New Orleans Advocate, tomorrow in that in, in that form. So good play on words. Uh, what to do, TJ. Baines, what's going on, man? Steve says, no problem here. Congrats, Check. We're going to have to have a great old line uh, to break in a new quarterback. Yeah, I think the Saints already have one of the best offensive lines in football so that shouldn't be a problem top of the evening tj what's going on with you man uh anna says congratulations tj i appreciate that thank you so much uh be kind uh also a supporter of the state of saints podcast giving me congratulations thank you so much man i appreciate that uh who that to you tj uh aaron says since we are on the o-line what's the future of armstead uh, looking like uh, I don't know, man. They might, he might end up re, uh, renegotiating his contract down the line. I can't really see, uh, uh, Teron Armstead leaving the new Orleans saints. Everybody that, uh, comes here seems to like to play here. And there's not many teams that, uh, when ownership goes to them and asks them to restructure their deals, uh, they're willing to do it. So willingly, I think that's a testament to how good this football team and organization is to their players. Uh, because if if they didn't care for the organization, they wouldn't be trying to look out for them. If they didn't care about the organizational's best interest, uh, they wouldn't even be trying to do any of these things. So I think that's a testament to this organization. And I feel like guys like Teron Armstead might end up uh willing to, you know, renegotiate his deal in order for him to stay around a little bit longer. So I can see that happen. What's happening TJ Big Bro? What's going on, Trevi? Man, appreciate you being here. Larry says, "Congrats, my night ward brother." Larry, thank you so much. Uh, it's just uh, simple. If anyone thinks that signing uh, to this amount of money, then they just don't know football. I agree. You know, if you're good at your position, you're supposed to be the highest paid player. You know, if you de- if you go out here and you go out here and excel and do a really good job and perform at the highest of levels, then you know you deserve your money i mean this dude is the best so he deserves the best you know i mean it's just that simple you know the the, the fact of the matter is if you're good at your job and you're the best at your craft you want to get paid as such i don't see how anybody can have a problem with this i, I really don't like even if you like last year and you was talking about alvin Kamara's, uh contract you know i can see some some pros and cons to that but this like, this is like this is up there with Drew Brees being signed, like re-signed back in the day. This, that's what this is to me. Uh, but I want to hear from you all tonight. Uh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and open up the line, uh, see what you all have to say about the Ryan Ramcheck contract, as well as, uh, you know, other things that you may want to discuss. Uh, the only thing I ask that you, you keep your comments to a minimum so we can keep the, uh, the flow going on the show. You yeah, know, I know some people, you know, you got a lot to say and stuff, but we want to make sure that everybody – uh, you know, get an opportunity to express themselves. So, gonna go ahead and put the link down in the chat. Uh, if you want to call in, if you want to chime in, uh, feel free to do so. Uh, I would love to hear from you about the Ryan Ramchick contract situation. All right, so let's let's go to Mike. Mike says that signing always saves the Saints five million. Great day for the uh the Who That Nation. Jamison Taysom should feel ecstatic. Yeah, they should. It don't get no better than Ryan Ramchick. Uh, my mom said, "Thank you, Gigatis, for your love and support. Uh, thank you, mom, for being here. Appreciate that, mom. After a long day work, I appreciate you stopping by." Armstead has stated recently he wants to re, uh, retire. Uh, he wants to retire. Stay well. If he keep playing away years, he, he, he definitely gonna be in Joe Thomas territory. Complex said, "I agree. What really turned out uh, our team, what turned our team around, was the front office moves." of hiring uh loomis ireland uh, Fontenot, and payton every uh great team has to have a great front office i agree because team like because players got to be able to uh want to play for your team right and 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 free agents uh they they want to be able to you know look at your team as being appealing but we're gonna go ahead to quinn uh Quinn, what's going on, man? How you doing? Good, job, bro. Yeah, hey, what's up, man? We talking Ryan Ramchick uh, here on the State of the Saints podcast. Want to get your take on Ryan Ramchick's contract? I like it. That's a, I think that's the best that we did, like you
1: said. I think the radio came on. Hold on. No, it's all right, man. But yeah, um, what I was saying. But yeah, that's like one of the best deals we did, like you were saying. Though that's mm-hmm. a, that's that's actually a good thing, like you say, bro. We we got one of the best O line out here. Yeah. And the best way to show them. And, and show them your appreciation is by giving them that money, you feel me, to make them go go even harder. Mm-hmm. So, like you were saying, I think a lot of people love, like, playing with the Saints, bro. So, I think this going to, you know, this going to make the morale better on the team, you know what I'm saying, especially where everybody else got their contracts coming up. They're gonna, that's just going to look good on that on their on end, you feel what I'm saying? Right. And to that thing we was talking about yesterday, I think, I think somebody we need to look at is KJ Wright. Mm-hmm. He, I think he'll be a good fit. Five middle linebacker group. Right. Just, even even if he not, you know what I'm saying. Starting as much, he he got so much knowledge, especially, and then bro, already his co- his old coach already on the team. You feel what I'm saying? So I feel like that would be a good little connection and stuff right there. But man. yeah, but yeah, I think I think I think we good, man. I I really just can't wait, man. I've been watching, you know, you've seen Jameis been posting lately. He got me excited. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I hope I hope he come out doing something. I'm getting ready. I'm getting tired of watching basketball. I ain't even
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I look. Like, I agree with you, Quinn. Um, I'm excited about this season as well. And when you see guys like Ryan Ramchick getting his money with no problem, like it just makes you even more excited, man. To know that you know, most likely some of the other guys like a Marcus Williams, like a Marshawn Lattimore, are probably going to end up getting their money with like no, you know, no problem, man. And that's what you want, man. As yeah. a as a fan of the team, you want to make sure that these these negotiations go as smoothly without completely exhausting the checkbook of the team, and they have not. Um, every every signing that they they do is going to benefit this team when it comes to the cap this season. So when you're talking about guys like K.J. Wright and talking about guys like Richard Sherman and other guys out there like Steven Nelson, you'll be able to afford these guys. And even like you said with K.J. Wright, um, even if it's like on a one-year deal and you have this guy out here starting – I'm pretty sure around year two, you'll feel a little bit more comfortable with guys like Pete Warner on your team, right. with a year under his belt, and somebody like Zach Bond with a with an extra year under his belt. So if you decide to move on, you have guys that are more experienced in a, in the defense, and you can move on from them. I mean, move on from there. So I'm excited about the team as well, Quinn. Not gonna lie to you on that. And then I got one more question for you. Uh huh. Oh, so you you do
1: like you do radio? Like where you at right now? Like you? Yeah. Radio? Yeah. Hey, how you? Yeah. How you mm-hmm. do that? Because I want to do
0: that. Uh man, basically, man, I mean, I just kind of rose through the ranks, man. I started out doing like broadcasting uh in Arlington, Texas. I went to broadcasting school. I mean, I'm not recommending anybody to do this. I mean, there's so many different avenues now. Uh, but you know, I ended up working at a radio station under a promoter's team and writing commercials. And then finally, uh, when I, I came out here to South Carolina, I started working at the radio station uh just part-time. I had another job at the time. And um, once that job, you know, went out of business cuz I was a store manager at the time, I just started to do radio full time. But it was just a commitment, man. I mean, I I man I used to put out different videos and podcasts. So my advice to you, man, if you want to start and do it, man, just start yourself a podcast or something that you're really passionate in. Uh you know, just consistently put the work in and uh you know, let it go from there. You know, it's not like how I used to be like you have to knock on every door of a radio station and hope that somebody, you know, willing to let you come up in there and then probably pass out some flyers to, for a party. I mean, you can actually start uh, broadcasting by, you know, what I'm saying just um, getting a mic from somewhere like Best Buy or some electronic store and get started that way, man. So if you want to do it and you're really passionate about it, that w- that would be my best advice to you. Probably start, your, you know, probably just start a podcast about something that you're extremely passionate about. And just consistently put out content okay all right bet appreciate it bro man good luck to you man and thank, thank you quaint for calling in like always my friend all right man all right take it easy yeah man um it's not like how it used to be you know when i was uh just starting out in broadcasting i mean you really didn't have all these different podcast uh platforms you know like you didn't have uh platforms like this or you know anchor fm you know, and all these, Spreaker, you didn't have all this, man. I remember like the first time I, I started to do radio with someone uh, called Blog Talk Radio, man. It was me and the two other guys I went to radio school with, and it was almost like a conference call type radio thing, and people can actually listen online. I mean, they got so many different free streaming networks that you can use, uh, like Podbean, uh, Spreaker, you know what I'm saying? Like if you want to go so many minutes, they're free. Uh, Anchor FM is free. And you can, you know what I'm saying? There's so many different ways that you can actually get started. You know, you don't have to worry about, you know, going to a radio station and asking somebody, man, please, I'll do anything. I'll mop the floors. You know, you can actually literally start your broadcasting career by purchasing a $50 microphone. You know what I'm saying? Like, this. I mean, it's it's amazing how far technology uh, has come. But we're going to go to Complex. Complex, what's going on, man? How you what's doing? What's going on, TJ. And nothing much man thank you for being on the state of the saints podcast uh we're talking about ryan Ramcheck. what's your thoughts on ryan Ramcheck getting that contract extension
2: yeah i definitely want to get into that but real quick if i could just congratulate you man on getting your media credentials i know that was a grind for you and uh mm-hmm. certainly happy uh, for you about that man
0: man i appreciate that man thank you so much uh you know i, I appreciate it and uh you know, like I said, like you said, man, it was a, it's a process, but if you're, if you're in love with something, you're passionate about something, you know, you, I mean, you just appreciate every moment of of that grind. So yeah, I appreciate man. that,
2: man. Thank you. No doubt. And uh, if anybody's watching, if y'all don't already follow him on Twitter, man, check that out. So I try to stay active and follow him on twitter but let me get to it Mm -hmm. so ram check that was a good signing i feel like um a couple other pieces gonna fall right after that Mm -hmm. i think they still the thing's a little hesitant on Lattimore. they're gonna try to see what's gonna shake with his uh with his situation i think ultimately he's gonna get paid um and then marcus williams yeah so and one last thing man i always like to get into this about Jameis winston Mm-hmm. If you go back and search pro football reference or pro football focus and go back and look at Jameis through the first five years of his career, mm-hmm. his stats are comparable to Manning, Marino, and Favre. They like to look at that one year where he had, you know, it was heavy turnovers. I think it was 33 touchdowns, 30 picks, and then, you know, some some, some fumbles. Right. But for any Saints fan who are on the fence about Jameis, Stop listening to the narrative of what these people... I don't know what the agenda is, but his overall body of work... Keep in mind, Jameis also had four different offensive coordinators since he's been in the league. First, he started with Lovey Smith as his head coach. Mm -hmm. Then they had Dirk Cutter. And then they had Bruce Arians, right? So I think we should just set back, settle in, and and wait. Because I think he's been a lead at every single level he's been at, high school, college and then in the pros. So yeah. just sit back, man. I think the dude is a special talent. Now, the only thing I think he's lacking in, man, is, is Jameis trying to force himself into a leadership role. I think he's been told that a leader has to be, you know, a certain thing, and he's trying – he's pressing, trying to be that. Jameis need to sit back, be himself, and his – you know, it'll show what kind of quarterback he is.
0: Yeah, I agree, man. Um, I don't think that the, the, the story of Jameis Winston has been written just yet. Um, I just think that we probably the first few pages of it. I mean, this guy has a, a long career, man, compared to boy, NFL quarterback's uh, goal, you know, in, in this day and age. So I think he can change the way that people think about him, man, but it's going to take some uh, changing within himself. And I think he he can do it along with Sean Payton, the offensive staff of the New Orleans Saints. And, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in the Saints uniform, man. No doubt okay. about that.
2: All right. I appreciate it, TJ. I'm going to get out of the way for somebody else, man.
0: Complex, thank you so much, man. Thank you for all your support. I appreciate that, man. All right, brother. Good luck. All right. Take it easy. Yeah, I mean, he got a good point, you know, talking about Jameis. Jameis uh, puts up some good numbers, but people just hang their hat on at 30 for 30, you know, because everything that people have said about him, you know, I just, you know, Jameis is one of those, uh, you know, DOA type guys due to the media, you know what I'm saying? Like media they have their picks and their chooses about individuals that they want to give the benefit of the doubt. And then there are guys out there that they they can't wait to rip the shreds. And he fits in that category because he's one of those guys that has had so much success in college. Right. He's one of the most successful college players of all time. Heisman Trophy winner, went up the first ever college football playoff national championship. Uh, has done so many great things, uh, brought legitimacy back to Florida State. They haven't been relevant since he's left. So when you have a guy that that comes into the league, first pick overall, and he isn't all that he cracked up to be, people just can't wait to, you know, try to destroy, it. you know what I'm saying, this the, this the guy's image and what people think about him. But I find it very ironic and funny that they had another quarterback that threw about four or five interceptions in the first playoff game and he was a first pick overall and his name is Andrew Luck and he was a guy that constantly stayed getting hurt but everybody still looked at him as the chosen one I I mean I'm I'm just I mean Andrew Luck struggled with interceptions too but everybody was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt I like Andrew Luck but let's just call a spade a spade here uh gonna go to John uh John what's going on man how you doing Uh, john are you there okay we're going to uh go ahead and uh hear john i guess uh he's no longer there having some little connection issues but uh feel free to uh chime in uh for those that uh, want to talk a little bit about uh ryan ram check contract extension uh the, like i said the only thing that i uh, asked is you know just keep the comments at a minimum so everybody can uh get opportunity to speak you know you know you know, I just want to make sure that everybody get opportunity to express themselves here on the State of the Saints podcast. But we're going to go to uh, A.D. Uh, A.D., what's going on? Man,
3: I really thought they stood out versus Aaron Donald. I remember they
0: was putting say, it all on TV. Say that one more time, A.D. I'm sorry I didn't catch the first part of your statement.
3: I think it out when he had to go against Aaron Donald. Right. ESPN was hyping it up, saying right. Aaron Donald was this, Aaron Donald was that. Don't get me wrong with y'all, then. Right. Ryan, Ryan, I said, man, this guy here, he pretty good. I remember when we drafted him. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, what is son Payton doing, man? Like, yeah. You know, everybody will man, mm. but I ain't going to lie. He done stuff. He got it. right. He Now, yep. Pete, I'm kind of iffy about Pete. <laughs> so, um, Hey, round two, he hey, he deserved it, man. We, I mean, that particular James. I mean, if we can get another five thousand yard out of James mm-hmm. season, you know what I'm saying? Minus yeah. the interception, yeah, it might have to be on our team. That was yeah. a lot of people. You know what I'm saying, they don't talk about. It. I didn't take it the interception. He would have won MVP that season, man. But um, uh, I'm just tuning in with you, man. I'll be seeing you when I'm at work. I can't really talk, man. But I called you tonight and I just had to say something. Man.
0: Yeah, AD, I appreciate that, man. You know, there's some good points that you're making right there. Ryan check definitely deserves his money. And, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Jameis Winston can do behind a, a very formidable offensive line. All right. Thank you so much for uh, chiming in. I appreciate it. I appreciate it, man. All right, take it easy. Yeah, Shouts out to AD, man. Thank you for calling in, man. Uh, I'm going to read really complex comment. Uh, Jameis is going to ball out. He had one of the best starts uh, to a career. Uh, check the stats. Uh they are uh comparable to Manning, Marino, and Farb. Yeah, Complex just called in. He made that uh, same statement there. Uh Tim says, uh, who that TJ, now that we've got some money freed up, which corner do we sign? Uh just you know, I was try to sign somebody like a Steven Nelson or a Richard Sherman or something like that. Even a DJ Hayden, I wouldn't be too mad at. Uh, you know, just somebody that can come in as a seasoned veteran to give these guys depth and experience I wouldn't have an issue with. Uh, we're going to go to uh, <clears throat> Dalton. Dalton, what's going on, man? How you doing?
4: I'm doing good. I'm excited. Um, we paid a uh, Ryan Ram check. I mean, okay. well-deserved. I mean, the only problem is, like, I know we got Terren Armstead. Like, I mean, we, we can't keep it all. I mean, we just got Caesar Weiss and Eric McCoy, a young offensive line. All right. And we also have Andrews P, which he can stay healthy. I mean, James Winston, he has no excuse. You know, he has eye surgery. I mean, he's got weapons around him. He got Kamara and Murray as a backfield. So, James Winston, he has no excuse anymore. So, he better step up when Drew Brees retired.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't think he has an excuse uh, either. You know, I, I just – I think all the – all the weapons around him alongside the offensive line, I think he should be able to excel. And uh, we'll see, man, you know, we'll see. It, it It's based on, like, what he can bring to the table, um, how focused he is. He's doing all the right things from what I see. So uh, let's just see. I mean, as far as the offensive line, I mean, we we don't know, you know. But the, I, I will say this, the Saints are having insurance policy and Landon Taylor, the guy that they signed from Kentucky, at the sixth round, I can see him, like, if something was to happen – they can't get something straight with the Ryan Armstead sliding him to the left tackle position, you know, and he, you know, see what he can do. I mean, he was pretty good at Kentucky. And even though we, as Saints fans, sometimes we have to scratch our heads about some of the decisions that they make Dalton. Uh, you know, I think for more times than not over the last four years, the guys that they bring in always bring in credibility and make us eat our words. So they do, they do diligence in the, in the scouting department to bring in the right uh, pieces to make them successful. So, uh, but yeah, I, I agree, man. There, there's very little to no excuses for any quarterback, rather, Jameis or Taysom, for them not to be successful in the Saints offense. Yeah. And But and uh, also to add to uh-huh. it,
4: though, I mean, we can't, well, like Lattimore, like he's entering his final year. I mean, Marcus Williams, he's on, and he's also another final year. I mean, right. You can't keep both of them. I Money, mean, you got to keep one of them. I mean, last day franchise tag them.
0: Well, I think Dalton, I think they're going to keep both of them. You know, and, and the reason why I feel this way is simple. Uh, they had an opportunity to allow Marcus Williams to go test free agency, but they put a franchise tag on them. So when teams put franchise tags on players, and you also gave Marshawn Lattimore a fifth-year extension. So, you know, a fifth-year option, excuse me. So that tells me right there that they want to sign both of those guys back. Now, if they didn't put a franchise tag on Williams, and they allowed him to test free agency, I would uh, second guess that maybe they not too sure on him, but the fact that they put a franchise tag on him to make sure that no team would be able to negotiate a deal with him tells me that they're going to keep both of those guys. And I look, I I think we're past the realm of, uh, you know, wondering what the saints are going to do when when it comes to the salary cap. I mean, this team basically was uh, over a hundred million dollars in cap hail at the end of the season. And now, you know what i'm saying they're about what about almost 15 million dollars over the i mean you know i'm saying like over so they have an opportunity to go out here and sign some more guys so i mean we'll see man we'll see it might not be as bad as we think man
4: all right thank you for having me on here i'm gonna i'm gonna go let you come let people in
0: okay all right dalton man thank you for calling in my friend
4: no problem you have a
0: good day bro uh you too man yeah shouts out to dalton man uh you know, uh, hey, hey we got a good point, man. I understand how people can get a little bit nervous when it comes to the salary cap, but yeah, I wouldn't not not with this team. I mean, they it, it just they're it just too good when it comes to the financials. uh We're gonna go to Jerry Poor, man. Jerry, what's going on, man? How you doing, man? What's going
5: on, TJ Jones, the host? Yes, sir. Of the State of the Saints podcast, how you doing, brother?
0: Man, I'm doing just fine, man. Just excited about hearing this news about Ryan Ramcheck getting his contract extension. Well deserved in my opinion, but uh Jerry, I would love to hear from you. Uh get your take on Ryan Ramcheck's contract extension.
5: TJ Jones, I love it, man. Uh when I when I heard heard the news earlier today about Ramcheck uh with that extension,
2: mm-hmm. I was
5: I was very happy about that. I was yeah. really happy about that. Mm-hmm. And now, and now, you know what I'm saying, with Jameis Winston, potentially 100% will be QB one of the mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. Ramchak is going to continue doing what he do best. Right. And that's protecting the quarterback and mm-hmm. creating holes for the running back and creating, do, doing whatever in that offensive lineman. Mm-hmm to make this team a whole lot better. Yeah. Because I've been saying it from the whole get-go that this team is going to continue to rise to the occasion. No matter what anybody say, this team is going to continue.
0: Yeah. I think when you have guys uh, that are cornerstone players at each position, I think you just have a a recipe for success. You know, no matter – if uh, you know, the the heart and soul of your team does leave, you know, that's that's why I'm like not, not as concerned as other Saints fans out there, and I get it. You know, you can't replay Drew Brees as far as you know the quarterback mm-hmm. position. Yeah. There's there's only one. Uh, but I'm yeah. very confident in the leadership of this football team, and and the, the the guys that they actually have on their team to take them to that next level to keep them relevant you know like if we had guys that were part of that 2017 class and we were losing them on a consistent basis then I would be a little bit concerned but the fact that you have Kai Harley the guy that's over accounting and Mickey Loomis and all these guys making these moves in order to keep some of these these core players and 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 not really sacrificing the entire team it, it, it speaks volumes about how well coached how well organized this team actually is so I'm I'm not too concerned about that. And when you hear about guys like Ryan Ramchek deservingly becoming the highest paid right tackle and offensive line, uh right tackle at his, uh in, in football, it, it tells you everything you need to know, man, that this this organization is still uh trying to win it all, man, and they're not trying to rebuild right. at all. Yeah. But uh let I me agree
5: everything we're saying right there, TJ. I agree everything what you just said, brother.
0: Yeah, but let me let me ask you this before you go, man. You're talking about Jameis Winston. I heard a couple of people uh, mention him. Uh okay. Uh, but it seems to me, well, it don't seem he has a really good offensive line. He has a lot of weapons around him. So mm-hmm. um, you said earlier that he is going to be the QB number one, but I never like really got your opinion on that. Uh, what gives you so much confidence in believing that he will be the starting quarterback of the Saints come 2021?
5: Well, TJ Jones. There's a lot of things that I can uh uh mention about this because, because every because you know the whole time, everybody was talking about about Taysom Hill probably gonna take. I say I don't see it, hmm. and, and 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 I understand he did a good job as a, as as bagging up last year in the 2020 season. I mm-hmm. get that, right? But you, but if you want somebody to play a full 17
0: game regular season mm-hmm. uh jerry uh having little issues uh hearing you man i think it had a little connection issue uh, i would love to get his take on that uh you know on james winston uh but had a little connection issue man feel free to uh chime back in man and, and finish your point uh, but let me go ahead. i I start once again uh, with Damian. Damian says, I notice a lot of people want Quine back, but I, I do, but only at a reasonable price. History is too, uh, his history is too injury prone uh, in that fact. Uh, I agree with that. You know, um, look, he was supposed to give about $13 million uh, if he would have stayed on the Saints payroll and he's good, but you, you want to make sure if you're paying out that type of money, uh that is a guy that you know is pretty durable um you know he's a really good player he's hell when he's well as they say but uh (laughs) uh you you gotta you gotta stay consistent man and you gotta be on the field you know especially if teams are are shucking out that type of money now if he's willing to come back you know at a at a reasonable price like Damian said then I'm all for it but not for like 12 13 million dollars that's a little bit too rich for my blood for a guy really good, however, uh has a history of being hurt uh but we got Jerry back uh Jerry can you hear me okay uh Jerry's still having some connection issues over there i I apologize see Jerry uh, having a little bit of connection issues over there so like I said man we can feel free to continue to try uh complex says. Quan is coming back probably right after the preseason or if we bring him back before he won't get much work because the Saints uh, want to keep him healthy. Yeah. But I mean, if he was to resign back with the Saints, he has a, I don't want to say a full year, but he he understands what the Saints actually want out of him. So it wouldn't be as uh, much of a, you know, a, a issue, you know, because he's had experience He knows the guys that are on defense should be able to help. You know him, no matter if he comes back, uh, you know during the preseason, afterwards, I think he'd still be able to make an impact. Uh, Ghostface says, "Damian, I agree. Uh, If he could stay healthy, it would be something special." Yeah, I agree with that, Ghostface. Thank you very much for being a supporter, by the way. Yeah, if he's if he's on the field, uh, you have yourself something. We've seen uh, in a little small sample size what these guys are capable of together collectively in Demario Davis and Quan Alexander, when they play together, you know, they, they for like a month and a half, they were like, you know, the best linebacker core in football. But I want to remind everybody that the state of the saints podcast is brought to you by manscape.com visit manscape.com for all your male grooming needs. Uh, use the promo code state of saints. That's all one word state of saints. And you will save 20% off of your purchase on any manscape item rather you spend a hundred dollars or ten dollars use that promo code state of saints you will save 20 percent off and i want to thank the fine folks at manscape uh for being an official sponsor of the state of the saints podcast official young nola says tj who we signing uh, i'm not too sure about that uh there's a lot of uh ways the saints can look at this free agency market you know they can go cornerback which a lot of people think that they should they can get a linebacker which a lot of people uh hope that they should they can probably add an extra tight end um to the room you know a a seasoned veteran Uh, so there's different ways that they can you know look at free agency but the only thing i just ask is you know they make sure that they get a, a a player that's right uh for you know, the locker room and a guy that can be a contributor on the field, understand their role doesn't really have a huge ego to a point where it can corrupt the team or be an issue. You know, as long as they do that, they'll be fine. And they've done that in the past, getting guys like uh, a Demario Davis or AJ Klein, guys like that, you know, guys that can come in, you know, that these guys buy in uh, to what the new Orleans saints are actually selling. And for that, I can appreciate the organization for making those decisions. Eddie the Don says one thing I don't hear about is how much more improved Jameis will be since he got his sight fixed. (laughs) Yeah. The the infamous LASIK surgery. Yeah. Um, look, I don't know how it's going to affect him as a player. I really don't No, I don't. And I honestly, I really don't even care, Eddie. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't care. As long as Jameis goes out there and plays Whatever he has to do in order to make himself a better uh, quarterback, uh, you know, a more focused quarterback, a more determined quarterback, I'm all for it. I'm not a Jameis hater. I actually like Jameis a lot. I'm I'm really hoping for his success and him, uh, you know, quieting a lot of his critics. Uh, I feel like a lot of the the criticism of Jameis Winston is uh, undeserving, especially when you look at some other quarterbacks that I've seen in the past that uh you know go through some of the same things that he go through and they get the benefit of the doubt, you know, it it doesn't seem like he, he has. You look at somebody like Sam Darnold, who people are just like, oh, he just played for the Jets. So Jets are a, a train wreck of an organization. They don't give uh, Jameis uh, Winston that type of benefit of the doubt. You know, they don't look at Tampa as being a train wreck, which they were before Tom Brady got there. You know, they're not looking at that. You know, they don't give him the benefit of the doubt. I wish they did. This guy is much better than people give him credit for, and I think this season he's going to prove. I mean, just call me naive if you want to. You can get upset, you know. You can think that you know he's a open and shut case. You know what I'm saying? Like finding the 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 you know the the guy tied up in a corner with the murder weapon. You know what I'm saying? Like you can make it seem like it's open and shut case like that if you want to, but I don't think this case is nowhere near resolved. Okay, I, I really don't when it comes to Jameis Winston. Uh, Pammy says the, same have become, uh, the Saints have become one of the best teams to play for. Yeah, Pammy, I agree with that. The Saints have become one of the best teams to play for. And they, they are one of the most well-respected teams uh, when it comes to uh, players. You know, players love to play for the New Orleans Saints, and they, they respect the organization, and the organization respect the players. And I think as long as you have an organization like that, you know, you'll be fine. Uh, if you're just joining us, uh, I ask that you hit the like button if you're enjoying the State of the Saints podcast. If you're enjoying the content, please feel free to do so. We're talking about Ryan Ramcheck, as you all can see on the screen there. Ryan Ramcheck becoming the highest paid offensive uh right tackle in football. He deserves it. He got a five year 96 million dollar contract with 60 million dollars guaranteed. So, congratulations to Ryan Ramcheck getting that up. <laughs> uh Jerry says, "Yeah, sure. it's not a Yanks fan or a Falcon fan or Pampers fan." <laughs> Alpha Sports said "Thomas has chemistry with every Saints quarterback." I can agree to that. The way that he plays, I don't think it'll be an issue. Casual says, "Gigotis, I just got off work at the steakhouse, having some beers, watching my favorite podcast." Casual, thank you so much. Uh, Shouts out to Casual out there in the Great White North of Canada. Shouts out to him, man uh cody says uh Taysom and michael thomas have an obvious connection on the field go watch the film on Taysom as a quarter, uh, quarterback it sticks out uh can james develops that chemistry with no training with thomas i don't see it uh cody um i don't know if you noticed but uh michael thomas is a relatively quiet person you know what i'm saying he really doesn't show people uh him his workouts uh, he really doesn't publicize the way that he's working out or anything like that, running routes, but the guy's always ready. So just because, you know, we don't see it on camera and we're not looking at him practice with Jameis Winston doesn't mean that these guys aren't practicing together. It doesn't mean that those guys aren't staying after practice inside the same facility, throwing a football to one another. It doesn't mean that those guys aren't somewhere in a secluded area, uh, working on chemistry. So even though, you know, Taysom and Michael Thomas, uh, have this type of uh, chemistry that you're referring to due to actually playing together on the field Uh does not necessarily mean uh, that he doesn't have that same type of chemistry or developing that type of chemistry with Jameis but I mean I can agree with you you know I mean Taysom does have a head start with Michael Thomas because these guys have been teammates uh, for about four or five years now so Taysom does have that advantage so I'm going to give you that but I don't think that just because he has like a certain type of connection or, you know what I'm saying, a chemistry uh, with Michael Thomas, I'm talking Taysom Hill, that doesn't mean that he is a for a starting position. Just like, just because uh, Jameis has a connection with Traquan Smith doesn't necessarily mean that Traquan is going to be a number two a wide receiver and, and Jameis is going to be the number one. It, we really don't know. So, um, but I will say this. I mean, I agree with you. He definitely has an advantage because these two guys, uh, you know, these guys have been together all that time. So, definitely got some chemistry there. He's definitely winning the chemistry battle with Michael Thomas over James. Damien says, I'm really not that concerned at corner. Let everyone else, because, uh, like everyone else, because the past uh, couple of years, the Saints have been plugging in uh, the other spots pretty well. Uh, the past couple of years, just my opinion. Yeah, and, you know, and, and the Saints do a really good job at developing young players. Uh, guys come in. Rookies, day one guys, and they still contribute in a big way. We've seen it with CJ Gardner Johnson. We've seen it with Marcus Williams. We've seen it with Marshawn Lattimore. Uh, hell, we've seen it with Ken Crawley. um Even though he's not a fan favorite, I mean, his first year he played pretty formidable at that number two cornerback spot. The Saints had a really good uh, one two punch right there. I mean, 2018, I don't know what happened. Maybe, you know, unfortunately, he was reading a little bit of his press clippings and he wasn't. Too much of a, a veteran. He was still young in the league and he felt like he would just a shoe in to be a number two. And maybe he got a little lax, but they did a really good job developing him, you know, into a formidable corner. So I think the Saints have a really good uh, development factory, you know, getting in these coaches that can come in that can be good teachers to these guys and, and good attentive players, guys that get it, guys that eat, sleep, and breathe football and understand these different concepts. You know, when you have smart football players, when you have hungry football players, when you have guys that are willing to run through a wall, you know, for the for their brother and willing to do anything it takes in order to allow the team to be successful, uh, then you have yourself a, a really good uh, team and a really good player. So, you know, I mean, I think the Saints do a really good job. So like you, Damian, I'm not really concerned. Um, I understand that, you know, these guys have uh, really – no name, uh, you know. You know, not to say that you know they they do have a name, but when it comes to the realms of the NFL, them being so young, they haven't proven themselves yet, and that makes a lot of people nervous. They rather go with someone that they're comfortable with that they've seen play at a high level versus a young inexperienced guy. But sometimes that young inexperienced guy might have some growing pains, but he might develop into a being what you want him to be. Complex says uh, the Saints' vision for Taysom won't change. He will continue to line up all over the field, but sparingly at quarterback. Okay, it's a good point. You know, interesting. Uh, my mom says, uh, "Let's hit the like button." Uh, I agree with you on that one, Mom. <laughs> uh, but yeah, back to uh, Complex' uh, com- uh, comments. You know, look, I don't know for sure. Um, I have my I have my reservations about who I you know think is going to be uh, the starter of the new Orleans saints. But I mean, you really don't know. You don't know until day one, but if if he is a uh, used in that Swiss army knife role after this season, I think that Taysom needs to go ahead and embrace it. Um, this is the thing that will keep him in the league uh, well into his thirties. You know, it, you know, if he goes out there and he plays the quarterback position and you know, let's just say, for example, he does get the starting job, but unfortunately it doesn't pan out. I mean, then, you know you're never going to get that opportunity again and probably unless you get a coach like Sean Payton you're never going to get opportunity to hit the field as much as you possibly did so in my opinion I think Taysom Hill needs to give it that old college try as we often say here on the State of the Saints podcast and if it doesn't pan out not to give up on your dream but really think about embracing that Swiss Army role because I mean come on man you Swiss Army your way to 21 million dollars I mean, you're not going to get $21 million. How many backup quarterbacks getting $21 million that's not named Chase Daniel. <laughs> but seriously, man, like, I would embrace it. You know, like, if I love football, and I get it, right? If you are a running back, you play running back in high school, you play running back in college, you want to play running back in the pros. If you're a quarterback in high school, you're a quarterback in college, you want to play quarterback in the pros. But sometimes you got to think about it. You know, like, do you love being a quarterback or do you love football? And I know that's a tough pill to swallow and I know that's a tough question to ask, but you have to ask yourself this. I'd rather be around the sport that I love than not being on the field, contributing contributing in some type of way. So I say him, for him to go ahead and go out here and give it his best shot. And if it doesn't work out, if it does not work out, I think he needs to embrace that Swiss Army role. Uh, thoughts on uh, Troutman potential in 2021 with Jameis, uh, who seems to like targeting his tight ends. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think the first pass I seen Jameis throw in time versus Tampa was to a, you know, I don't, was it to, I don't, well, it was to a fullback. I think it was to Mike Burton. And then after that, he threw a pass to Adam Troutman. So, yeah, he, he loves throwing to those uh, tight ends, and those tight ends, if they have good hands, man, they can be good uh utility blankets. Gabe says thoughts on the Giants all season, and what do you think uh, they are going to look like this season? Uh, Gabe, uh, that's a good question, man. All the season they did a really good job, in my opinion. You know, I think they did a really good job. Uh, you know, they still got James Bradbury over there. Um, they got Kenny Galladay, who I consider a very uh underrated. Very, very underrated wide receiver. He played out there in Detroit for a long time. I think you all are going to be really excited about him, uh, Sterling Shepard. Uh, him coming back due, um, from injury, uh, you know, playing, uh, you know, being a, at close to hundred percent, if not a hundred percent, is going to help. But I, I look, I don't think anything is too too wrong with the Giants. I think, look, it, they they have to uh, develop Daniel Jones, and Daniel Jones, the light has got to come on for him. I think that's the only thing that's really missing from the Giants is Daniel Jones uh, ability uh, to go out there and and perform week in week out. Now, Saquon Barkley coming back uh, from injury being out for the entire season with that knee injury, I think it's going to help Daniel Jones, but Daniel Jones has got to make better decisions at the quarterback position. He's too up and down. He'll go out there. He'll throw a 70 yard bomb. And then the next, uh, next drive, he'll throw an interception. I look at that game. I seen on Monday night football, when when they played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers you know like that game right there like they could have easily like blew out Tampa you know what I'm saying but Daniel Jones with the with the boneheaded decisions he kept him in a game he kept him in a game man and that play where he ran the ball like 70 something like, out of all tripped over his own feet like sometimes this guy is his own worst enemy so I I, I like I think you all have the right coach uh, you know what I'm saying? I think that the, the players, they play with a lot of passion, a lot of heart. I, I I think that they they have what it takes to be a playoff team. Hell, they have what it takes to even win that division. But it all depends on if Daniel Jones goes out there and perform. Like, it, it's not like how it was last year where you all didn't have true a true number one receiver. Kenny Galladay is a number one receiver. And he's going to pay dividends from you signing him. And of course, you know what I'm saying, you have guys... Uh, that are on your team, like Leonard Williams and stuff like that. You know, guys that that are really good pass rushers, guys that can get to the quarterback. I mean, you got yourself a, a you know secondary with Bradbury, Logan Ryan. There, there, there's there's a lot to be optimistic about in New York, but to me, in my honest opinion, it's about Daniel Jones and what he can do. Daniel Jones is is the reason why I feel like you all can't get over that hump because of his inconsistency. Daniel Jones, you you can see it. In some games, like he's a baller. In some games, he'll go out there and he'll ball out. He'll throw about two or three touchdowns, throw for about 250, 300 yards. And then the next thing you know, like he throwing two and three interceptions and, and, and costly, and, and you know what I'm saying? And, and, and costing his team the game. Like you can't play like that, man. You got to be consistent. And him going into his third year, man, the, the, the excuses are becoming very, very, you know, I, I'm pretty sure as a Giant fan, they're, they're becoming tough to swallow. Especially like when you're starting to see guys like Lamar Jackson, when you're starting to see guys like Baker Mayfield, you know, guys that, you know, that were around that draft class or in that draft class with him, and they're performing at a higher level than he is. I mean, the Giants, I mean, they 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 spent the sixth pick to get this guy. So, man, I, I would hope that he would become a better quarterback this season. Uh, Kirk Coleman and Jerry's Bird sent us back several years. Uh, I really can't fault uh, them um, in either signing, though, because of the years they had previous. Hey, I mean, Complex, you really don't know. You really don't know how it's going to pan out. What you're trying to do is just put the best pieces in place for your team to be successful. And it, it wasn't like we as fans weren't excited and jumping all on the couch when they signed Jerry's Bird. He had nine interceptions the, the season before the same signed and he was, I think, the number one free agent, and, and you know, when the same signed him. So I can't say I'm mad, of course. You know, like, if you go to the car dealership and you see this beautiful blue car, you know what I'm saying, and it's looking all shiny and stuff like that, and, you know what I'm saying, like, it looks appealing. You get in the car and you're driving, you know what I'm saying, to get you home. And then all of a sudden you go back out there, you're rubbing your hands because you're all excited about getting back in the car, and it don't start. Like, You know, of course, it's going to make you mad. You know what I'm saying? Like, but at that time, when you left that dealership, the only thing you was thinking about is how good you're going to look and how good this blue car looks. Same thing with Jarrett's Bird. Like, we thought that it was going to be the answer to a lot of unanswered questions for the New Orleans Saints defensively. It just didn't pan out. I can't knock him for that, you know. I can't knock a a team for doing what's in the best interest of the team, you know, I mean, because he really didn't have no injury history like he did. I think the football team has a lot to say about that division. Yeah, but still, man, I mean, they still got issues at quarterback, Damian. You know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, the the godfather and the creator of the State of State's podcast. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, look, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think that he's a team player. Every place he goes, teammates love him. But it's a difference between Ryan Fitzpatrick coming in, you know, He's almost like that six man, right? You know, like they have the six man of the year. Well, Lou Williams, for example, right? Lou Williams. Uh, Lou Williams had 21 points last night if you're actually watching the State of the Saints podcast on a Tuesday. Well, Wednesday. Wednesday, yes, Wednesday. You're watching it on a Wednesday. So Lou Williams had 21 points. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why he's a three-time six man of the year because as soon as he comes into the game, uh, he's warming up, man. He's hot. You know what I'm saying? And that's the same way I look at with ryan fitzpatrick when you know say him coming off the bench or him having to start because you know for a couple of weeks because their starter is down he can go out there and ball out i never really seen ryan fitzpatrick perform at a high level in a 16 game season in this case a 17 game season in over 18 week span and he is up there in age man ryan fitzpatrick has been in the league for a very long time i want to see about 37 or 38 years old so even though i like the football team. Uh, like Ryan Rivera, um, I'm glad that everything is going okay, you know, with his cancer treatment, everything like that that's going on with him. But there's a lot of unanswered questions at the quarterback position. And, yes, defensively, I feel like they're going to be much better, but you need somebody that's going to be able to pull that trigger consistently. And they do have some guys on their team that I feel like are some really good playmakers. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what Gandy Golden can do The wide receiver out of Liberty. He was injured all last season. He'll be a part of that lineup. I feel like he's going to be really good, uh, you know what I'm saying, a running back position, you know what I'm saying. they It seemed like to me like they have some pretty good guys there, and defensively we know Chase Young uh, can get after the quarterback, but their quarterback position is something that bothers me. Thanks for answering my question. I really appreciate it. It's my first time on the show. Well, Gabe, no problem, man. Um, this is the State of the Saints podcast, but we, we talk about any other team. You know, if you have a question about your team, you want to hear – you know, perspective from, you know, fan of the Saints, but I'm a fan of the NFL too, man. If you want that perspective, uh, feel free to chime in anytime, man. I, I answer, you know, I answer questions, you know, that I see it go across the comments, man. If I see them, I answer them. You know, if I don't know, I just say, I don't know, but you know, i pretty, I follow pretty much every team in the NFL. There's not a team. I don't think I, I don't know something about what worries me. uh is that I know uh, CSP uh, has a thing for Taysom Hill. Uh, Coach Sean Payton, he's referring to. Uh, I just want Jameis to start so bad. Well, we'll see, Ghostface. We'll see. I mean, it's good to have a little bit of competition, man. I know it's a little bit nerve-wracking because this is a a very important position, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, maybe Jameis White start. Taysom might start. Whoever starts, I don't care, as long as they win. Uh, They get Barkley back. yeah. Saquon Barkley, I think that would be, you know, I think that that'll help him out tremendously. But uh, you know, they need a better offensive line, though, man. I mean, Saquon uh be getting them hard yards. You know, it would be nice for him to be able to have an open lane he can run through. You know, a lot of uh Saquon Barkley yards come off of those big runs. He might get two yards, two yards, three yards, four yards, and all of a sudden 74 yards. And he'll end up going over 100 because of that big run that he that he sprung for. You know, that's what, that's what you, you know, that what you need, a good offensive line. I think that's something that uh, I think they worked on in off season too. Stay the Saints podcast, TJ, all uh, was going well. I hate it uh, when I get cut off uh, speaking my mind on the Saints. Yeah, Jerry, you know, I, you know, it happens, man. I mean, look, we, we all love you here, Jerry. And we appreciate you, your take. And uh, we, we heard a little bit of what you had to say, but man, there's plenty of opportunities where we're going to be able to talk to one another and, Get each other's take, man. But we appreciate you even taking the time out to be on the show. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, Like the podcast, ready to see what Winston do. Jay, me too. Uh, I want to see what he can do too. Uh, I'm I'm withholding my judgment. If he'll quit eating popcorn on the sidelines and then they try to run the football alone with getting the ball out quicker, he'll be dangerous. (laughs) Steve, that funny right there. Yeah, he definitely uh suffers from a, a strong case of fumbleitis. Uh, but Taysom is a is a, a lightning bug, man. He's a, he's lightning in a bottle when he's when he's on, you know, and and when he's rolling downfield, I don't think there's nothing more exciting than watching uh Taysom lower the boom on the safety of a cornerback. He's a tough football player. You won't ever hear me say that Taysom doesn't try hard. I think he's he tries extremely hard, but sometimes you know it's not always about trying hard it's about being uh the best fit for that position you know all those guys try hard if you want to be honest which you know what i'm saying like for the most part might have some lazy players but you know if you're out there playing starting for the most part you're trying hard i've liked how we uh use our fullbacks we're not afraid to throw a pass to them or give them a rushing touchdown my favorite in recent years has been john coon i think his name was yeah that's right uh john cone a uh, former green bay packer a uh, long time green bay packer before he came to the saints yeah john Cohen is definitely uh you know fan favorite everywhere he goes because everybody likes to you know when he carries the ball to say Goo! you know so, yeah but john Cohen was a really good fullback true coleman uh took bell's place uh who started the previous season uh and tampa through for 400 yards yeah yeah coleman was a uh, I mean, I, to me, uh, I just feel like he was, uh, I mean, he, his his years were pretty much, I don't, well, let me, let me, I'm trying to find a better way to say this. I think he spent his best years in Carolina, and he was good for Carolina. And I can understand why the Saints actually tried to get him. You know, I can understand why they tried to get Kirk Coleman. I mean, this guy was an interception machine out there, you know, especially like on that, that, that Super Bowl run. I think he led the team in interceptions. So I can, I can understand why the Saints decided to go get, you know, go get a uh, Coleman. That wasn't a bad move. I didn't think it was bad. I mean, it, every year these guys get older and sometimes, you know, with age, you know, comes, you know, a little bit of a, a, a slowdown. But I can understand why they got him. Complex, if you ran for president, I'll vote for you. Wise words, my friend. <laughs> yeah, Complex always has some... Um, some good commentary, man. Shouts out to Complex. Jerry, give a shout out to my mom. Complex said, good analogy. TJ, I use a lot of analogies on this show. I wish I knew it was what he was talking about there. Shout out to you, Ghostface. I see you. Uh, Clowning Dan says, Dolphin fans keep telling us Tua is better than Herbert. Uh, that has remained to be seen. Um, I'm a big Justin Herbert fan. Uh, I just think that people looked at Justin Herbert Oh, he's from Eugene, Oregon, went to Oregon, never left home. He's a guy that's not a rah-rah guy. He remind, His demeanor reminds me of that of uh, Eli Manning. You know, he never gets too high. He never gets too low. You never really knows what he's thinking. But boy, can that dude throw that football. And boy, is he a gamer. It's, like, I, I can't believe this. A couple years ago, uh, before he actually got drafted, the year before he – you know, he he was like one of the most well-touted touted quarterbacks. I can remember the New Orleans Saints sending a scout to Eugene to watch him. But then he decided to go back to college for his, for his final season. And some people looked at him like, oh, man, well, maybe he don't feel like he was ready. The dude wanted to enjoy his college experience. He wanted to be a kid a little bit longer before people started, like, critiquing everything that he does. I ain't got no problem with that, man. The dude wanted to finish college. He finished college. That's admirable. You know, I don't think there's there's nothing wrong with a guy wanting to go out here and, and enjoy his four years of college. A lot of people thought that this guy wasn't a leader because once again, he wasn't a guy all up in your face. But boy, can this dude ball out. And I think that he has a good demeanor. I think he has a good demeanor for any market. If this dude would have landed with the Jets, he would have been fine. If he would have landed with the Giants, he would have been fine. If he would have landed uh, in a market like Philly, he would have been fine because of his demeanor I think he landed in a really good place in Los Angeles uh you know uh, I think that to me in a couple of years if he stays healthy and you might look at the Chargers as being in a Super Bowl somewhere that dude showed me something when he played against the Saints and when he played against the Buccaneers it showed me that man they they got something special and it was a game where he actually threw the ball in the back and end zone for what should have been a touchdown uh in the last second of the game but the wide receiver didn't come down with both feet in bounds, And I don't want to say, I want to say they played the Cardinals and the Cardinals end up winning. I could be wrong, but it was one, it might've been the Cardinals or it was the Raiders. It was one or the other, but he put a dime out there. And um, I'm a, I'm a Justin Herbert fan, but as far as Tua, look, Tua has to get the belief uh, from his teammates. I think that's the issue right there. Guys have to believe that they can win with you. And it's something about Tua Valoa that the Miami Dolphins team doesn't really buy into. Now Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing really well before he got benched, you know, and that's and that's something that I feel like, you know, uh, Rashard Matthews when he was on the State of the Saints podcast alluded to in Miami. He talked about how he felt like he was playing at a higher level. He felt like he was out there putting up his best effort. And he thought he was going to be able to be in that starting rotation. But of course, around this time, this when Jarvis Landry and, and uh Devontae Parker first came out, and of the course, these guys are first-round draft picks. They're not gonna pick uh you know, first round draft, they're not gonna pick you over a first-round draft pick. Of course not, right? Um, you're just a guy, with a six-round pick or a seven-round pick. I can't remember what Rashad actually was. You're coming in, you're doing well, but we got more invested in these guys. I'm not gonna put you know, $10 million on a bench because you're out here, you know, and, and maybe that's the Miami Dolphins way, but it doesn't always work out that way. You know what I'm saying? That's not always winning football. You can't uh, put a square peg into a round hole and expect for it to work. You got to do what's best. And I think that's something that Sean Payton alluded to in a in an in interview that he did. He said, sometimes teams make the, the wrong decision by going with guys. They feel like that they drafted high and it may be a guy that's probably an undrafted free agent that's better than a guy that you drafted. But you're not willing to allow that undrafted free agent to play because you feel like all of your stock and all your money is bought into that draft pick. Can't always be that way. And that's the that's what separates the good teams from the great teams from the teams that ain't never going nowhere. So when it comes to Ron Fitzpatrick, I think they should have kept him playing. Because Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing well. So unless Tua came into the game and just exceeded what Ryan Fitzpatrick was doing, that was the only way he would get a pass from his teammates. But when teammates starting to see the ball on the ground, they're seeing these passes low, they're not seeing the same type of arm strength, they're not seeing some of the same thing they seen in Ryan, and we were on a roll and we possibly uh, had an opportunity to make the playoffs, then, of course, guys are going to be mad at that. So he can't blame anybody but themselves. I'm talking about the Dolphins. The Dolphins have to stop getting in, in in their own way. And you have to have the best at that particular time. And it's not to say that Tua uh, won't end up being everything you want him to be. But I just think that he went into an impossible situation by, uh, you know, them benching Ryan Fitzpatrick, who all of his teammates like. Now I said that earlier, this guy, people just love Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a, he's a stand-up teammate. Uh, you go from that to a guy that you know a lot of guys aren't sure of and of course they have this allegiance uh, to Ryan and they're upset that he got you know benched because of you so you better go out there and ball out and if you don't then it's going to have situations like what you see in Miami. Latasha says I feel like what Tom Brady said was 100% facts these first round picks sometimes get everything handed to them and most of the time, they're not even worth it. Uh, look at Brady; uh, he was a six-round pick, uh, uh, Latasha. But yeah, I, I get what I get. What you're saying, you're absolutely right. A lot of these guys, you know, they never really went through adversity. And sometimes, and y'all know how it goes. Sometimes, man, adversity can sometimes make you stronger. Now, I'm not saying that you have to have go, you have to go through adversity all the time, but when you go through adversity, you have a, a level of you have a level of appreciation for when things start to happen and go your way, right? You look at people, if I can use an example, somebody like Pierre Thomas, right? You know what I'm saying? Like Pierre Thomas is a, is a lunch pail type guy. right? He He's a lunch pail type guy. You know what I'm saying? He, no matter who came up in here, uh, Pierre Thomas was willing to compete and he always saw the field. And it seemed like the saints always were trying to find somebody to replace Pierre, but he was like bringing on, I'm ready to compete. And every single year we've seen Pierre hit the field. And sometimes when you have those first round picks, you know, I look at somebody like a Vince Young, uh, uh Matt Leonard, uh, you know, guys like that, you know, guys that were first round draft picks and they had everything coming to them. Um, um M- Matt Leonard, uh, you know, a well-respected USC Trojan, you know, national champion, uh Heisman trophy winner, all these different accolades, right? You know what I'm saying? It was a winner. You know, and and then he goes to Arizona. And for the first time in his career, people are criticizing him to the max about how he's performing. Somebody like Vince Young, you know, probably went to the University of Texas, grew up in a Houston area, everything uh, coming to him, uh, recruiters at his front door telling him how great he is. He goes to the University of Texas, uh, you tell him how great he is. He single handedly uh, brings a national championship putting over 400 yards of total offense on his leg and arm, uh, bringing the national championship to Texas. And all of a sudden you go, uh, you know, to, to the, to, um, you know, you come to the Tennessee Titans and yeah, you have a good season, but people expected for you to perform every single year. And if you don't, you don't know how to react to it. Oh, you know what I'm saying? You got to be a leader. You know, you can't be out here at the strip club. You can't be going to the club and, you know, you staying out all night, not paying attention to the playbook. Guys don't know how to react to that because their whole entire life, they've been taught, they've been told how great they are. But that guy that's probably that six, seven round pick, you know, they looking at that sheet every single uh day after practice, making sure that they didn't get cut. And when they don't get cut, they trying to go back the next day to try to up the ante to become better. So yeah, I do feel like Sometimes those first round picks, uh, you know, take the NFL and NBA and MLB for granted. But you can't because there's another guy out there is hungry and they will take your spot if you allow them to. I should start a campaign. <laughs> uh, Barkley OTY comeback player of the year. OK, we'll see. We'll see, man. Uh, Saquon is really good. He's a leader. He deserves that C on his chest. He's a guy that's a superstar, and he's humble. Can't, can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong with that at all. I'm going to read a few more, and then we're going to get up out of here. Uh, let's I want to make sure. Scroll down a little bit. I'll be ripping them says, don't nobody allow to sell uh, whoopee cushions except me. <laughs> Talking about Josh. Uh, I'll be ripping them. Uh, always good for a laugh. Latasha says, those first-round picks. Uh, don't be the best players on the team. If you uh, take a look back, most of the greatest picks were late first round picks or um, uh, late first round picks. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. I, I don't, I don't think that just because you're a first pick overall or, you know, top five pick don't mean that you're just going to be the best player at your position. You know what I mean? These guys scout these guys and at that particular time, they're the best. So of course they're going to get the attention but it doesn't always mean that it's going to pan out the way that you want it to, you know, I mean, heart and passion and a willingness to do anything that it takes to, uh, you know, be the best version of yourself, the best player that you can be is always going to uh, put guys in in that, in that elite round, you know, and and sometimes those, those picks that come in early uh, you know, the, the, the first five picks or whatever, you know, sometimes those guys don't get it, you know, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you wake up one morning, might have $100, $200 in your bank account, probably less than that. You go from that to having $10, $12 million in a bank, uh, $20 million if you're like a first pick overall. Uh, man, you have to make a decision about what type of person, what type of player that you're going to be, how you're going to treat people. Because at this particular time of your career, and you're making a certain amount of money to a point where you might find yourself feeling like you don't need anybody. So... You know, sometimes those players are willing to uh, be humble enough in order for them to be an upstanding teammate and a leader in their community. And then there's other times where guys like Jamarcus Russell walk into a meeting room and throw, uh, you know, one dollar bills and make it rain, you know, like make, you know, and, you know, and and don't get any better than what they were in LSU. Two words, Alex Arma, uh watch and see. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Uh, excuse the typos tj uh type uh type something and the phone uh type something else yeah the power t9 latasha i got you though i can i understand what you're saying you know if i if i if i understand you know i try to make those corrections you know i try to make those corrections i understand that when you type in you got a good point you're trying to make sure that you uh don't uh get rid of it it don't pop out of your head you try to type it real fast i completely understand that i've been there i've been there on so many different occasions uh complex says shout out to jerry poor hope you enjoy uh uh lead uh lead your mouth uh, lead your what lead uh leo month uh leo your month my guy who that i i guess that's what you're saying leo's your month uh y'all awesome Ghostface. josh says it's time for some chemotherapy which is uh good because i've had a hard day uh shout out to you josh man thank you for being here that would be a great podcast name if Chemo ever, you know, decides to start a, a a podcast. You know, that would be dope right there. Uh, Josh coming through, giving giving Chemo ideas whenever he decides to come up with a podcast. R.J. Basin says, "Hey T.J., uh, how you think our record will be this year?" I'm thinking about uh maybe like a uh, eleven and six. I think the Saints are going to win eleven games. Who that saints nation black and gold i believe rj mason i think we all echo your sentiments maybe a few people in here probably fans of other teams but i think we all can agree we're all card carrying members of the who that nation smallville thank you very much for the five dollars says who that tj tj when were these white announcers use comments like that was a bone-headed play uh talking about uh, james winston do you hear the racial overtones um I can understand why people might consider, you know, like a little bit of a racial overtone when it comes to Jameis Winston. I, I I alluded to that earlier, uh, but look, I I I just want to make sure, and I hope, um, that in in the year of twenty twenty one, that we we stop looking at guys' skin color and look at the game. Let, let's just start focusing on that. I, I hope that we're past this. Um look i i don't care about what a guy looks like and i don't think any member of the media needs to care about what a player looks like if you if you are deciding to rip a guy to shreds based on his ethnicity um then there's no place for you in the world of media in my opinion like we're past we should be past all that like you should look at Kyler Murray as being a good quarterback. You should look at Deshaun Watson as a good quarterback. uh Lamar Jackson as a good quarterback, not a good black quarterback. You know, like we need to stop putting these labels on here and start looking at these guys for what they actually can do on the field. And if Jameis Winston comes out here, I'm not going to say, oh, he's a good black quarterback. I'm going to say he's a good quarterback. That's how we should start looking at these things. You know, I, I think that. Sometimes, you know, we can't really help ourselves sometimes. Like when a guy is black or a guy is Asian or a guy's Hispanic or you know what I'm saying, or a guy is white, depends on, you know what I'm saying, the sport. You know, like we, we have a tendency of amplifying what they're doing based on their skin color. Like I think about Caruso for the Lakers. Like this guy storms through the lane and dunks on somebody and everybody just act like it's just the greatest thing ever, because he's a white guy and you watch movies like with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes saying white men can't jump. Or you look at somebody like um, Jeremy Lin when he had that good run in New York. They're talking about Lin Sanity. Oh, he's an Asian guy out here crossing folk up. You know, like we should be past these things. It shouldn't be Jeremy Lin, a great Asian basketball player, or Caruso, a good white basketball player. It should be these guys are good basketball players. Jameis Winston should be looked at as a good quarterback if he goes out here and plays, you know, plays well. I think we need to stop putting these labels on people, man. let just start looking at the game instead of just looking at what a person's skin color look like. And once we get to that point, then I feel like we'll be much better as people, you know? And I understand there are certain milestones that we have to acknowledge if, if it's the first time of a person of color, but I would just like to be past all that, you know, I would like to get past. Like if we're looking at movies, we're looking at the the Oscars, then, you know what I'm saying? We're not just looking and hoping and praying that, Oh, somebody of a, another ethnicity wins an award. Like, let's just have a good actor win an award. Hopefully we will we'll get past these points. And I feel like once we get past these points, then it will make the world a much better place. You know, like you don't have to acknowledge a person's, adni- you know what I'm saying, ethnicity in order for you to recognize their greatness. And it doesn't make them even greater uh, because of that ethnicity that they possess. These guys are good because they put in a work. They work hard. They dedicate themselves to whatever craft uh, that they, they dedicate themselves to. And that should be the most important thing. I mean, that's just me. But thank you all so much for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. I really do appreciate that. Thank you so much for those uh, that hit the like button. And if you have not already, go ahead and hit the like button. Let everybody know that you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. Let everybody know that you really appreciate Um, You know, the show, I really appreciate you all. If you have not already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. Facebook.com, search The State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. The State of Saints podcast is also brought to you by Manscaped.com. Go to Manscaped.com for all your male grooming needs. Use the promo code State of Saints. You will save 20% off of your purchase on any manscape item you choose from rather it's a hundred dollars or ten dollars use that promo code all one word all lowercase letter state of saints and you will save 20% off thank you all so much the ones that chimed in called in commented thank you all so much for making the state of the saints podcast what it is once again before you leave give your boy a golden thumbs up much love to you all and like always all i gotta say is who that